back to In The Huddle. I'm Gavin. I'm Mallet. Let's get started. started we're gonna do trivia as always gavin do you want to fire the first question i got you all right uh you're not getting this even though this is a super i mean it's considered an easy question what is the term for a left-handed baseball pitcher goofy (laughs) (laughs) that's what it is for snowboarding i think is it i think so it's a south ball yeah, I was never going to get that. I didn't know that fact until I read that card. So, fun fact, right. the left-handed baseball pitcher is called a southpaw. All right, my turn. This was an easy question, but it's not so easy. What is the nickname of the famous University of Notre Dame football player, Daniel Rudiger? I don't know how to say the last name. Wait, repeat the question? What was... What is the nickname of the of the famous University of Notre Dame football player, Daniel Red Red? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Okay, good, because I didn't know how to. What was it? It was Rudy. Have you seen that football movie? No, I should just guess. Ru- I should just guess the nickname of him. I could guess Rudy. That's true. All right, for your next question, what is the official national sport of Cuba? It's one of the main, it's not like rugby, it's one of the main, like, main sports. Common sport, I should say. Soccer. Nope, baseball. Hmm. I didn't know that either until today. Alright, it is still 0-0, someone gotta get something right. How many medals did Michael Phelps win in the 2000, in 2016 Olympics? 17? 7? No. Well, how much? 6. Actually, yeah, I, I didn't know how much medals you wear at the Olympics. All right, uh, what is the ideal temperature of an ice of the ice in an ice hockey rink? Oh, the ideal temperature of the ice, not Celsius ice. or Fahrenheit. Uh, both answers are here, so I don't care. Uh, so 27 degrees Fahrenheit, yeah. No, it's 15.8 degrees Fahrenheit. 9 degrees Celsius. Hmm. That's cold. That is. That's very cold. Alright, final question for the win. We're going to go to overtime. I'm calling it. Baseball pitcher Jim Abbott threw a no-hitter in 1993 despite what physical disability? Oh. Oh, no. It's probably something, uh... Oh, shoot, I should know this. A disability? Yeah. Oh, no, does he only have, like, one arm? Is that your final answer, missing an arm? Yeah, sure. That is incorrect. He was only missing his right hand. His right hand? Yeah. That was kind of close. Kind of, but, you know. Didn't All right, know. we'll be right back. We're going to get some new cards for overtime. All right, headed into OT number one. I'll start off with my question. Which sprinters, 200... 200- Meter world record did Usain Bolt break in the 2008 Olympics? Wait, I have to name someone else besides Usain Bolt. A sprinter that held the record before Usain Bolt. Is he like commonly well known? <laughs> Not sure. His name is pretty common. It's a common name. Uh. And last name. It's like the most simple. Common. Jack Daniel. No, it's Michael Johnson. Huh. <laughs> 
Alright. We're gonna go into double overtime or just not go into double overtime. I don't know. I'm gonna get this right. In what territory of Canada are doctors banned from talking about hockey while performing surgery? What country? Or what territory of Canada? Well, what territory? I don't know. Toronto? Nope. What is it? British Columbia. I didn't know that. Bro, we gotta go into double overtime. Alright, headed into second overtime. This is our last overtime no matter what happens. So I'll give you my question first. Who was the first NBA basketball player ever to win an Academy Award? NBA player? Michael Jordan. Nope, Kobe Bryant. Oh, I was gonna was, do that second was, guess. That wasn't that hard. Um, I am just, I don't want to lose, so I chose badminton. What? Badminton? Are you kidding? <laughs> in badminton, what number of points must a player score in order to win? What? Is it like, like... Is it like kind of like sixty? Nope. What is, is it? Is that your final answer? No. Wait. Yeah, sixty. <laughs> yeah. Sixty. Sixty. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-one. Oh shoot! I should have known that. That was. Oh shoot! I should have gotten that. And that will wrap up trivia. We went oh for like ten. I have no idea. That was not a good trivia. Next up, NBA game ones for the first round have been played. So, we're just going to go through all the game ones real quick, starting off on Saturday, April 15th. First game, we have the Celtics versus the Hawks. The Celtics won 112-99. to Yeah, this was a really big game for the Celtics. Don't let the score deceive you. They were up by 30 at one point in the third. They pretty much crushed them. The Hawks just came back a little at the end. Jalen Brown with a big game, dropping 29 with Jason Tatum right behind him, dropping 25. Mm-hmm. And the Hawks offensively just weren't great. Uh, Trey Young, their star, only dropped 16. Like, a star in the playoffs can't be uh, doing that. But Murray led with 24 points. But, yeah, Celtics get the dub and go up 1-0. The next game, we have Brooklyn and the 76ers. The 76ers did pull off the win. Brooklyn lost 101-121. to yeah, a 20-point deficit here for the Nets. Wasn't a great game for them. 76ers starting off strong with Joel Embiid dropping a solid 26. Despite Mikel Bridges, he dropped 30. But other than that, there just really, really wasn't much offense for the Nets. Yep. The next game, we have the Knicks versus the Cavs. The Knicks won 101-97. to Four-point game. Really close. Yeah, uh, Donovan Mitchell had an amazing game despite losing. He dropped 38. He started off slow, kind of went quiet a little in the second, but really came out fire in the second half, dropped 38. Jalen Brunson, though, dropped 27 for the Knicks, trying to help him carry over an upset, uh, upset series here. But, uh, yeah, good game for the Knicks. They were pretty much leading. Cavs gained the lead at the end. But Knicks ultimately take it back. And the next game, we have Golden State and the Kings. This was so much fun to watch. Uh, 123 to 126. Um, Steph Curry, he had a good game, dropping 30. But De'Aaron Fox had an even bigger game, dropping 38 points. This was super close. Only a three-point difference. Uh, it was pretty much back and forth the whole game. Steph Curry had an open look at the end. But it was kind of an odd floater, and it couldn't fall. So the Kings get the win, 126 to 123. Moving on to Sunday, 
we have the Memphis Grizzlies and the Lakers. Um, the Lakers won, I think it was 128 to... 112. 112. Yeah, this was a really big game for the Lakers. John Morant got injured uh, in the middle of the fourth quarter. This is not good. I'm not going to play the video on the podcast or anything. It was kind of uh, not the best to see, but he really bent his hand pretty badly. Um, So, yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. had a great game. Trying to keep Memphis in it with John Morant out. Uh, John Morant is doubtful for game two, which is obviously huge, especially because I have Grizzlies winning the entire thing this year. Yeah. But uh, Lakers came out firing. Austin Reeves had 14 in the fourth quarter, which obviously helped a ton. And, uh, yeah, so Lakers get a big opening game one win. The next game, we have the Heat and the Bucks. The Heat wound up winning this game 130-117. to Yeah, this was a really crazy game. The number eight seed getting the first win on the one seed. This was a really big game for uh, the Heat. Jimmy Butler had a big game, dropping 35. Chris Middleton was the leading scorer for the Bucks with 33. Because Giannis got injured, uh, that's not good. Sorry for the Bucks. I believe he is uh, probable for tonight or tomorrow's game. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously very big for the Bucks to get Giannis back. I still, do you think the who do you think is going to win the series now? Do you think anything changes, or you still think the Bucks got in the bag? Um, I I hope the Bucks got. I have the Bucks winning. <laughs> yeah, I still think despite this first game loss at home. For the Bucks, which is really not a good sign. But at the end of the day, I think Giannis, when he comes back, I think all yeah, will be good. I don't think this is going to be a seven-game series. Yeah, no, I think the Bucks are going to handle it when Giannis comes back. I think this was a, just a little bit of a fluke for the Bucks and a bad first game. Yeah. Just one more side note. Tyler Hero on the uh, – almost said Suns. On the Heat, uh, he only dropped 12 points because he broke his right hand, I believe. It was his right hand, yeah. And he's out for four to six weeks. Could be season-ending if the Bucks end up taking the series, which obviously is just a huge loss going forward. He only played 19 minutes because of the injury. And, uh, yeah, so broken wrist. So. Also, still, it's still a benefit for the Bucks. Oh, yeah, that's another reason, I think. Yeah. Tyler Hero is such a playmaker and a great three-point shooter. Yeah. So not having him for the remainder of the series, even if it does go to seven games, is not great. Next game, we have the Suns and the Clippers. The Clippers won this 115 to 110. Yeah, this was a really close game down the stretch. Kevin Durant was just so clutch, dropping threes back and forth. Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard put the Clippers on his back. 38 points. He was scoring all night for them. And, uh, but. It was really close down the stretch. Kevin Durant and the Suns just kept coming back, wouldn't go away. And then Russell Westbrook only had nine points offensively, but his defense was amazing. He had he had three blocks on the night, two steals. It was just like really good. He had eight assists, ten rebounds, and he had an amazing play at the end to throw to block Devin Booker's layup to potentially make the game even closer. And then threw it off him to go out of bounds and pretty much saved the game for the Clippers there. So they get a win by five points in game one, despite being the underdog. And the last game for that for Sunday is 
Um, the Nuggets versus the Timberwolves. The Nuggets won 109 to 80. Yeah, this was... To 80. This was a blowout. This was a blowout, a 29-point difference. Timberwolves' leading scorer was Anthony Edwards. He only had 18. Yeah. Like, to be a team in the playoffs, like, I know there's 18 against the 1C, but, like, your leading scorer can't have 18. Yeah, for sure. So, obviously, wasn't not great for them. And then the Joker had a good game himself with 14 rebounds and six assists. Uh, so, big game. The bench wasn't great for the Nuggets, but um, Brown had 14, so that was obviously good for them. And ultimately, our on pace to just cruise through this series. And that is going to wrap up all game ones. So uh, let us know in the comments down below what you thought and if any series are going to have any upsets. Next up in this episode, we're going to predict who we think that who our MVPs are for MLB. Yeah. Uh, hate to be, uh, this isn't biased. This is just straight up. Pete Alonzo right now, I think is on pace for MVP. He has eight homers already, which is leading the league right now. And 14 RBIs. 14 RBIs as well, 14 runs. His batting average is above average. It's a 2.67. Uh, he's just been really good for the Mets all year. Oh, yeah. And especially, I think, the times when he hits homers, he he hits them in, like, the best possible moments. Like, yesterday, the Mets were down to the A's. 3-2 in the top of the ninth. He just launched one. It was crazy. It was, like, 450 feet, I believe. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, he's just been clutch all year for the Mets. I mean, he says four. He's had sixteen hits and fourteen runs scored. Yeah. Yeah. The, and like he's had not just RBIs from homers because he's had a lot of solo shots this year. When despite no one else could get on base, Pete Alonso still bringing in runs. And he's leading home runs so yeah. far by yeah. one. Yeah. Right now by one, he is leading in home runs. I think. And not only that, his defense is also way above average. Some of the plays that he makes off the first base line and the diving plays, getting up, running to first base or tossing it to the pitcher. Uh, he's he's a big guy. He's 230 pounds, 6'3", but he can make some really athletic plays while just launching homers. I mean, we know he can launch homers. He's won the home run derby two times. He's he's just a really good baseball player, and this year he's starting off really strong. Yes. And I think he will get MVP if he continues at this rate. I think he might. Maybe. You never know. I mean, more homers than Judge. Not so, I mean, I'm saying he's better, but I mean, this year he might be better. Okay, calm down. Hey, even runs is, like, good. And he, I, mean, I, would, I wouldn't say carrying the Mets because Francisco Lindor is also having a very good start to the year, but... I mean, at least you don't think he's the GOAT. <laughs> we're not, uh, not going to say any names, but yeah. I mean, hey, if he keeps in the moments like this, he might be the GOAT by the end of his career. Okay. No, sure. I'm just kidding. But I, I do think he's on pace to possibly. I think already he's an MVP talk, even though. He's probably going to get into the high 50s for homers this year, maybe. Hit, hit, the most he's hit in his career, I think, was 54. 53 or 54. He could definitely beat that on the track that he's going. Yeah, on pace that he's going. Unless he gets injured, then yeah. that's going to oh be. Oh my God. Not As long as he stays healthy and can. Yeah, that is so messed. Oh my God. As long as he stays healthy and keeps on his pace, I think he's definitely going to be in the MVP conversation as well as possibly winning, especially with all these RBIs and almost. And that'll wrap up our early MVP candidates or predictions for the MLB. And yeah, Pete Alonso takes it. Yep. Next up, we're going to go into a little bit of rivalry. Uh, 
the Devils and Rangers are playing each other's round one of yeah. the Stanley Cup playoffs. This is just, this is crazy. Yeah. I mean, the Devils are the second seed and the Rangers are the third seed. So yeah. It's a really close matchup. Close. I think uh, Devils obviously finished with a better record. I mean, I feel like Devils are going to do well because they, they just stepped it up the season a whole nother oh, yeah. level they didn't even make playoffs last season to now step up this is like the first time they made playoffs i think i think since 2018 i believe uh so they've stepped up a ton this year with stars like jack hughes who was just leading them in goals uh it was pretty crazy he, uh jack hughes had 43 goals 56 assists as well as nico Heijer behind him the captain of the team with 31 goals 49 assists i mean the rangers rangers have like um I mean, good players as well. Obviously, they got a star defender, Adam Fox. But yeah. overall, I personally don't mean to be biased. I think the Devils are going to take it. I think they're a young team with some, like, veterans like Doug Hamilton. I think they're a young team, but I think they're going to take it here. Um, I think it could be close. Yeah, I think the energy is also going to be throughout. The, the uh, arenas are going to be crowded like crazy. I mean, I don't think that it's going to be a shutout. I think they're... Oh, I think, it could, go, I think it could go game seven. Probably. Uh, the first game is tomorrow at 7, but it's going to be really interesting to watch. The energy is going to be crazy. New York versus New Jersey. Arenas are going to be packed. This is going to be a very fun series to watch, especially for me being a Devils fan. So, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a fun series. Let us know in the comments down below who you think is going to take it. Time to break the huddle. I'm Gavin. I'm Mally. Make sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Spotify. We'll see you next time. Break! Break!